Shut up and sit down. This is the Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Today's podcast, we got a very special guest today. Uh, been back and forth with this girl over emails for the last few weeks, trying to find out uh, what topics we could cover, what we could talk about, and we just kind of ended up saying, like, let's not structure this. Let's just talk let's not be bored let's not talk about our origins let's not talk about silly stuff let's just get straight into it ladies and gentlemen becca gillen how you doing becca hello that's the best <laughs> the best <laughs> <I've ever laughs> yet. Um, as we said we're just going to jump into it you know everybody knows your background and if they don't know your background you can do a bit of research yourself we're not going to waste time on it um yeah. i came across becca as she was launching or talking about launching her mindset mentorship and that totally dragged yeah. in because it was so refreshing to see a girl on Instagram trying to help people and not trying to sell them something that helps them like literally going out of her way to help uh, influential young sort of developing minds strengthen their strengthen their minds and that totally dragged me in and I was actually looking at myself going is this only for females or can I sign up to this no. I've seen 800 sign ups 900 sign ups the whole thing was getting crazy so I just decided nah, I'll, I'll do one better I'll get her on the podcast yeah but yeah Becca let's jump straight into this what is the mindset mentorship so I actually have two different things so the mindset mentorship is actually my coaching program so that's actually what I do for work. Yeah. The mindset course that I created during the lockdown, I actually call that um, lockdown breakthrough. So when I when I was in Galway in um, in a different apartment to what I'm in now, I was finding that I was really struggling in the environment that I was in because it was kind of like a temporary place to stay until I figured out where I was going to go or uh, like after isolation and all that so I found I was starting to struggle with mindset and mental health and like what am I doing here what am I doing back in Ireland what am I going to do to get through the summer like um, how am I going to set up a routine for myself you know training uh, obviously the gyms are closed I was just kind of hitting a a block and in order to like I just knew that by writing down and making a plan for myself I knew that I'd be able to pass it on to other people because I was getting so many messages and DMs about people struggling with mental health and it was taking up so much of my time replying to people kind of replying the same thing to everyone so I decided I'd make a free course because it kept me busy when I was in um, isolation and it was helping me and I knew it would help others so it's basically just a free course I created that people it's like self-paced people do it themselves and it's all to do with 
your thought process and um, emotions and behavior. So it's basically based on CBT um, and REBT, which are both like all about the thinking and emotion side of yeah. your behavior. Um, so it just gets people to go through different assignments, there's lectures, there's videos, and you answer questions about um, battles or struggles you're facing at the moment, whether those are new new struggles or new challenges you've kind of just um, found since the lockdown, or whether they were problems from before that have just gotten worse throughout the lockdown. So, like, most of the time when I'm doing coaching and what I'm talking about on my Instagram is all to do with uh, food and behave, behavior around food, like um, fat loss and all that. But this wasn't specific to that. It was anything to do with your mindset. So basically anything to do with struggling with body image, struggling with um, binge eating or emotional eating, and then also just people struggling with mindset in general, like nothing to do with nutrition and training. So in brief, it's like a self-paced problem solving course where you come up with solutions to your own problems um, and you basically um, kind of highlight areas that you need to work on and then the aim is that you will work on those individually throughout the lockdown because you've already come up with the solutions already throughout the course. Yeah, like whenever you dive into sort of like mindset there, I think that's cracking because I'm sure you're sick of seeing it and like there was a big trend there in the fitness industry where every literally this isn't me just bad mouth and every every fucker was just putting up calorie deficit calorie. Whereas like what's nice there is you're diving into like the actual the foundations before you get to that because if you have emotional eating or you're you're binging on the week like that needs sorted before you just go a calorie deficit it'll sort it. So it, it and I think that's why a lot of people don't get results because as you said, it's the mind Yeah, it's the mindset behind it all. I think Tony's just frozen. Yeah, like, I, like I've like i been doing online coaching now, or like when I was doing face-to-face coaching as well, I've been doing it now for five years. And I did just used to do like your macros and calories, like your check-ins, your training, basic fat loss or muscle gain programs or reverse diets from people that had dieted for a long time and needed to kind of pull themselves back to maintenance and then as the years went on I kind of learned okay like you can give anyone a calorie deficit or you know whatever their goal is you can give them their nutrition and their training but if the underlying problem is going back to a certain behavior or like why is this person dieting why do they want to be this lean why do they want to add this much muscle like do they have body image issues are they you, like, are they um, compulsive um, dieters? Like, a- anyone can follow the nutrition program, but if you don't get to the root of why yeah. they're doing it, and then, then, like, it took me a few years to kind of figure that out, and just came as a natural thing because people would do programs and then they'd lose the weight or they get lean or whatever their goal was, and then it, they kind of would hit a point where it was like they still weren't happy even though they had reached a goal. Yeah. So um, it all comes back to your 
what your reason is for having a goal and if you do have issues with binge eating or emotional eating or whatever it is, body image issues, it's about solving that problem first because once they actually understand why they're doing something or why they're acting a certain way, then that's when everything else kind of falls into place because there's no point anymore in people following um, certain nutrition plans and workouts if if they don't actually understand why they're doing it because then they'll go through the whole plan and their sole purpose is to get this lean and then when they actually get there they're they're actually probably even worse because they yeah. still they don't have they haven't um, figured out why they've even done this amount of months of dieting or whatever it was yeah they've uh and then they end up rebounding and then they end up yeah that's what i find a lot with the body transformations like the crazy ones it's like what's next yeah like they've dieted yeah down, i don't dried do... out they've went down to 15 yeah exactly. like i don't do any of those um physique like i never had anyone that did a competition or a photo shoot or anything like that because even if someone emails me now and they're like oh I want to get this lean I've got a photo shoot in mind or I want to do um, a bikini competition whatever it is I know I'm not going to take them on but I'll always reply saying okay so what's the aim for you know what's your reasoning behind wanting to do a competition and they'll be like oh I just want to be as lean as possible and I'm like but why do you want to be as lean as possible and then it'll always go back to maybe they were overweight as a child or they got bullied in school and then it's kind of like, okay, you only want to, you you only have appearance-based goals. You don't actually have um, happiness-based goals. And like, there's no like no problem in people wanting to look lean or be as fit as they can, as long as it's not just for appearance. Because then again, you're just doing something for validation of others. Like it's like, okay, now I'm going to get as lean as I can, and those, you know, those those bullies then they'll you know like from there whenever they were bunnies before they were like oh they'll see me on Instagram now they'll never say anything about me again and you know then that the whole purpose of getting that lean is literally just to prove a point to people from their past or maybe you know maybe their parents always said that they were chubby when they were younger whatever it is there's yeah. so many different reasons but they have to do it for themselves so if looking a certain way is the only way that you're going to be happy, then again, you're going to have to figure out, you know, what your values are in life. Because if they're only appearance based, then that's a big problem. Oh, massively. It's, uh, well, Kenna, I, I lost a lot of weight uh, two years ago. I lost about, well, I can't even remember now, 40 something kilo. Okay. And I did it purely for health reasons I had real bad stomach I had massive stomach issues yeah. acid reflux and stuff and um, doctors couldn't help it they were giving me medicine took the medicine medicine then I realised it was taken was making me forget everything pretty much read up on the medicine what? the medicine is banned in America because it's showing signs of onset of Alzheimer's oh really uh, they're still peddling that medicine I forget the name of it here um, but literally one day I DJ I came out of a club and couldn't find my car looked around oh the God. car park I was like the fuck did I park and I was like people were like oh mate what's the crack you're like 
starting to get worried, going, where the fuck? And I was like, did someone steal my car? I'm pretty sure I parked it there. Walked around this car park. I was like, I literally don't know where my car is. So I had yeah. to retrace my steps, and I went, there it is. I went to my car, and I was just like, that scared the fuck out of me. Um, so I started an elimination diet, and then in turn, okay. doing an elimination yeah. diet, I started losing weight, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this. Um, yeah. And I went a wee bit too far. I got the bad relationship, okay. and then that's when I met Tony. I brought Tony yeah. aboard. First thing Tony was like, right, we're reversing out. And I was like, no, no, I can't reverse out. Like, And he goes, we're fucking reversing. We're going to reverse here yeah. for five or six weeks, and then we're going to start bringing you down again, bit by bit. And then yeah. when it got to a point, this was from January to April, got to a point in April, I was on about 20, 2,400 calories, like eating loads. And he was like, right, we've, mm-hmm. we've done a wee bit too much here. We're going to reverse back out for a while. And then we're going yeah. to keep, we're going to keep your, keep a good relationship everything. But with Tony, you know, his internet shit itself, uh, he said that um, he, he would do stuff like you have to look about your sleep. You have to look about your lifestyle. You yeah. have to look about your daily routines. Like his internet's fucked now, but he's, he, like he tortured me for them weeks he tortured me every day he was like how was your sleep last night because he knows I've been in yeah. your sleep shit and he's like you can't be on your phone at night you know you, when you come in from DJ and it's 4 o'clock in the morning don't sit in your phone for an hour start your ritual yeah. straight away you know we need to look at your coffee intake you, you can't be drinking 6 cups of coffee a day you know you think yeah. you need it but if you if you need 6 cups of coffee there's something wrong we need to really yeah. address that <laughs> And that's where yeah. that's where I was hit by Tony going right. So he's not just about he's a bit he's a bit more than a, like I know he calls himself an online coach, but it's it's a lot more. It's it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint. That's where when I seen your stuff, I was like, you're a lot more than that. You're not just let's get you lean, let's get you fit. It's more like yeah, you can you can be the most unhappy person in the world and be ripped to shreds, like yeah, exactly. And that's what happens when people have those um, lean, like those goals of getting really lean because they're only doing it to get compliments or whatever. Like they're ignoring, like all all the time, like I've done it myself. I've been in a bikini competition myself when I was in London and um, like I was really miserable in my job and the only thing that like I got joy out of was the gym. So I wanted a challenge in the gym. I didn't, like, I never had um, body image issues or anything like that. So I entered a bikini competition for the sake of the challenge, not because I wanted to um, look a certain way. I was just like, right, I'm already fit and lean. I might as well just take this next step and see, you know, just take on the challenge. But a lot of people that do bikini competitions and stuff, it's because they want to be really lean to look a certain way rather than the challenge. And then what happens is, and the same with guys when they're doing um, competitions, they ignore all the actual health um, part of things. So you're doing a calorie deficit, but you're you're eating crap. Like yeah. you're surviving on loads of caffeine. You're more than likely you know, might be influenced to take um, whatever drugs might be around if you do need to get really lean or, you know, testosterone or, you know, steroids if you want to get big or whatever it is. So even though you want to look a certain way, your health is probably going to be at the worst that it ever would be. 
So you're ignoring everything to do with nutrition. Um, you're doing, you know, excessive training most of the time. There's very few, few people that can get really lean by just training once a day and eating really healthy. Yeah. Very few. There are some, but things that you're saying there about sleep and all of that, like I did my precision nutrition course and a couple of all my, like my max nutrition course and all those things. And like it come, becomes so much more about the lifestyle because if if you're trying to lose weight and you're on 1200 calories like there's not a lot of food you can fit into 1200 calories so then you end up filling the calories with pure crap and like loads of diet drinks not that yeah. you can't have them anyway but you're tr- you're supplementing with other things you might start taking fat burners as well and just like even your gut like your mental health everything's yeah. affected because you're not fueling your brain or your body effectively you can still lose weight while actually having a good life but if you're focused focus on appearance like appearance-based goals goals rather than health-based goals that's where you come into loads of issues with your health and you start to deteriorate like both your physical and your mental health so when you start focusing on that reason why you know this is your goal and then focusing on your nutrition, focusing on your sleep, focusing on um, stress. Like, are you actually even happy in your job? Do you even want to go to to the gym or are you only going because, again, you want to lose weight? Like, you want to be going to the gym or exercising because you want to be, keep your heart good, your you know, your lungs good, your head good, not because the gym helps you lose weight. Yeah, that's like... uh... Like people have a perceived uh, if I don't go to the gym I can't have my bottle of wine at the weekend if I don't go to the gym and burn off some calories I can't have my Chinese at the weekend and you start uh, yeah. you grow these like bad relationships with first of all with the gym then with uh, just with the food that you enjoy eating you know, I kind of would have had that in a way but maybe not as bad but I would have uh, I would have felt guilty by not hitting the gym for say if I my training split was five days, push pull legs push pull. I would have felt guilty if I missed out in a day. Yeah, I've had that before as well. And again, it was because I was, you know, training for this competition or whatever I was training for. I want, you know, I was. I guess when I realised that actually exercise, the reason I was exercising was because for my head like mental health yeah. that's when that's when I feel not guilty but you know I can switch okay I don't have to go to the gym but if I just get out for a walk you know exercises everything outside the gym as well and yeah. like that's a massive thing for people as well because some of my newer clients they don't go to the gym at all yeah. they'll do Zumba or they run or you know some of them have really long commutes so actually just even walking is exercise for them. So once you're focusing on um, activities that are going to increase your output in, you know, in energy balance, when you can increase your output and it's good for your physical health and you actually understand the concept of energy balance, that's when you'll start realizing, oh, I can do this at the weekend. No, I won't feel guilty for having a drink or for having you know, going to a cinema and having popcorn or whatever it is because you know how to switch around things. Like you really had a long, you had a really long day at work yesterday. You didn't move, you know, you either ate loads or maybe if you're stressed, 
like me, I don't actually eat much when I'm stressed. So then the next day, you're like, okay, look, I didn't move yesterday and I didn't eat enough. So I'm getting out for a walk today and I'm going to have, you know, at least three meals today to kind of um, balance out things. Yeah, get yourself back in that routine. I think that's a lot of people's... Yeah. People will will act like a nun Monday to Saturday and Saturday go absolutely boogaloo. And then Sunday is a knock-on effect. They're like, oh, oh I'm dying. And then they eat really bad again and then when it comes to Monday it's like the whole diet starts Monday thing Monday they're like oh it's so hard to get into my routine and then Tuesday they get finally get back into it instead of just yeah. it as and that, let's just get back into our routines let's go let's have our Saturday night let's go as crazy as you want but let's try to bring it back to normal on the Sunday and then by Monday yeah. then you can just you know you should be happy with your routine you should be nearly you should be nearly glad you're getting back to normal. Is it no? Nobody's really yeah. glad to be going to work on a Monday, but you should be glad that yeah. you're, you're getting back to your normal life. That, as you said, you enjoy going to work. You enjoy you enjoy your routine. There's no point having a routine that feels like it's work. Like it feels like yeah, it's like you're talking about like everything that's supposed to be in improving your health. So if you're whole attitude and behavior around um, food and exercise is a chore and like you're only doing it because you need to lose X amount or whatever which might be the case if you've got serious health concerns like if you're obese or whatever you know that is you do need to kind of start losing the weight quickly because it's a massive health concern yeah. but like if, if it's a huge chore and you're just constantly grinding all the time thinking about you can only have this much today you're not allowed any you know you're you're banning things like that's when there's a massive problem because if you're banning things and restricting yourself whether that's with alcohol or like sweets or chocolate or whatever it is or if you're um excessively exercising then you're going to get a physical and you're going to get a psychological craving as well because you're cutting out all these things so you're going to miss them anyway because they're things that you enjoy. But then it's a psychological thing because your brain will automatically be focusing on what you can't have. So you yeah. cut these things out and that becomes then the only thing that you think about. So if you're doing that Monday to Friday <clears throat> or Monday to Thursday and then the weekend comes, it's like an overindulgence. So you're, you're seriously... You know, you're pulling the pit. You're having way too much drink. You're having way too much, you know, takeaways or whatever it is. And that'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Whereas if you just incorporated, if you want a glass of wine or a can of something like during the week or a bar, chocolate, whatever it is, just have it. Because then when the weekend comes, you'd be like, yeah, we're going out tonight or you're going to the cinema, whatever it is. And, and that's it. It stops there because you don't feel like. I better make up for all the days I've lost out on during the week and then you end up eating in a massive surplus of calories across three days and you're then you go back to Monday and you start the whole process again oh I better cut everything out and that's where the that ties in with the binge and restrict kind of behavior yeah. in girls as well <clears throat> like if they're if they are doing really low calories during the week then by the time Friday comes, it's like they're rewarding themselves with food and then they just overindulge and they have so many calories and then they're absolutely stuffed, they're bloated. Um, And then Monday comes and they're trying to reverse everything all over again. And that's when there's a pattern of 
really um, unhealthy relationship with food and your behaviour. Yes, it's uh, a friend of mine, uh, a girl. I'm not like I have a background in sports and background in personal training, but I never really done it any sort of length of time because just DJing always got in the way and it never worked early mornings with late nights. But a friend of mine, she was chatting about just her and her friends were randomly chatting. I was in her company one night and they were talking about wedding season. And I was like, well, what are you on about? They were like, oh, well, you know, like we have loads of weddings coming up and you know, you want to get into the dress and you want to be the right size. So <laughs> it's like, we kind of have to start cutting down. You're just like, yeah. what the fuck? And then they were telling me stories about girls cutting down so much and then at the wedding that's a fight that's the day they're getting to drink and eat going mad and then by seven eight o'clock at night they literally can't fit into the dress that they've been in all day because they're yeah. starting to get and they've had to leave yeah. the weddings early and stuff and i i could not get my head around this i was just like that's like i can imagine the ocean beach cut as boys call it getting ready for the summer to go to ocean beach to show off yeah. their abs and they have to fly they fly in on the sunday go to ocean beach on the sunday by the Tuesday, there's no abs. The ch- abs are yeah. gone because they went to the KFC yeah. in the West End. They've been drinking cocktails, sugary cocktails. They've been drinking pints. They're going stone hard. And then by by flying home the following week, though their their belly's fucking sort of bloated because they're they lived like a like a nun for the last few months and they haven't innings not passed their stomach they've probably as you says earlier they've probably been taking stuff they've been taking fat burners they've been taking everything and now all of a sudden they went from one extreme to another and I see, yeah. it, all, I see it all the time in Ibiza like people yeah people... so I'm like the thing is if people actually just bothered the, the, themselves to actually educate themselves on nutrition or how how to actually get lean healthily rather than let's get lean, follow this plan, do this, and that's what gets me lean. Because yeah. if they actually spent a little bit of time learning about energy balance, like girls, like that's what I will do with girls that are binge eating because what I'll do is I, or guys, whatever, I'll get them to track a binge before they start with me. And, um, or, or I'll ask them, have you ever tracked a binge? And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, right, the next binge that you have before, you know, we start together, um, track the binge. Because there's no point saying to them, right, you can't, you know, you can't have another binge before we start coaching. It's not going to work that way. Yeah. Um, so they'll track the binge and they'll see that it's like 5,000 calories. So, and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that's how much I eat. Like, you know, I knew, knew I ate a lot, but I didn't know it was that much. And then once you actually explain, right, look, you know, you're eating 1,200 calories Monday to Friday. That's X amount of calories in five days. You're then having 5,000 in your binge on the Friday or the Saturday, whatever it is, plus your night out, all your drinks and, you know, whatever it is. And then when you do the math for them, you're showing them that they're, they're having three days worth of a surplus just because they're not balancing out the calories earlier in the week. So when you just do break it down for them, and I'm like, look, just have 1,700 calories, 1,800 calories Monday to Friday, and have 2,100 on a Saturday and Sunday. And then they're like, no, I couldn't do that. It's way too many. And I'm like, it's less than what you're eating when you do 1,200 Monday to Friday and 5,000 on the weekend. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it comes down to poor information as well from magazines and websites. I guess 
like I have friends of mine that would when it comes to the summer they do their cut and whatever but they, just, they go on to like websites like muscle and fitness or bodybuilding.com and look for a cutting diet but the cutting diet is for a bodybuilder the cutting diet is not for the everyday man you know you don't need to go on a mad cutting diet um and you know because all you're doing is you're just you know you're setting yourself up you're setting yourself up yeah you, you will succeed but you're just going to rebound straight away and it's just going to become a nasty every time you think you have something coming up i need to go on this cutting diet i need to do this here instead of as you said make small changes to your lifestyle make small changes to your to your everyday nutrition where you're not going to balloon up and down and then if you do feel like yeah i need to drop I need to drop two pounds it's not like dropping 10 kilo no, you, yeah, drop, you can drop two pounds and go, I just want to get down to maybe size 32 waist or 30 waist. I'm going to take a wee inch off here. That's okay. But it, when you do these big cuts and then come September again, they do this, oh, I'm going to bulk now because it makes it feel better. Yeah. Then you do, oh, I'm going to do the winter bulk. <laughs> and you're like, nah, man, you've just literally fucked yourself for six months. So you need the six months yeah. off to get your head right again. Yeah. You can't look. Yeah, exactly. You can't look at, at a ski. No, like the even you're weighing yourself like you can get a real bad like weighing yourself shouldn't be a bad thing it should be just just a, a measurement that you look at and go oh yeah that's what i'm weighing like people have this fear of going fuck you know what i i was bad there for three weeks i'm not even looking at the scales i'll, I'll fix my diet a wee bit then look at the scales and you're like well that's you you've already created this negativity about the scales like i'm not a yeah. big fan of scales but you definitely shouldn't be using scales if you're if you're getting anxiety to fucking yeah and i've started to like a lot of my clients we don't use the scales at all because we'll start off with the scales and if they have a big thing you know a big um you know they are anxious about the scales and everything depends on the scales i'll educate them first on different like fluctuations um, and when, if it is becoming an issue where they're actually panicking about the scales, after a couple of weeks, I'll be like, right, we're taking the scales out and you're only doing measurements and photos and, yeah. you know, how your clothes feel and stuff. And they will learn after a couple of weeks that the scales, like, is only one variable that you use. Yeah. So when you explain to them, right, if you've eaten more carbs than the day before, you are going to be heavier. Like, I actually tell them, okay, if you have, uh, you know, for every gram of carb, you're going to pull pull in this amount of water, like three or four, um, three or four grams, like per, per one gram of carb. So I'm like, look, if you ate 200 carbs more yesterday, or even if your calories were the same, but your carbs were higher yesterday, you're going to have pulled in more water into your body and therefore the scales will be heavier. It is impossible to actually put on two pounds overnight. Yeah. And again, like I just go back and I explain, look, this is what a calorie surplus is. This is how many calories you would have had to have eaten the last 24 hours without taking into consideration moving at all, even steps it's not possible to put on that weight in 24 hours and like it, it's like weight it's not fat so they do learn as they go along like what it what it actually is and then they end up not using the scales at all because you know especially with 
with girls, like menstrual cycle as well, hormones, like things like, um, you know, digestion, like toilet function. If, if you're someone that has a poor relationship with food and your toilet function is bad, obviously you're going to be heavier because you've got food in your stomach all the time. Yeah. Or like you've drank more water than the day before. Like once they understand the principles of what makes the numbers change on the scales, then it doesn't become an issue in the long term and they, they eventually don't use it. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's the way I always I always thought it as. Um, I was always more into the pictures and the the actual measurements than and just how you feel. Like I think a lot of people brush over the fact where you go, you know what? I might be five kilo more than I was last summer, but I've grown into this body. I feel great. You know, my training's good. I feel fitter than ever. I'm sleeping better. Clothes are sitting on me better my clothes size hasn't went up you know I think a lot of people forget that it comes down to fundamentals of how you, how you feel in your body rather than being this depleted version of yourself that maybe yeah. does a photo shoot and looks good for three hours and then is going oh I just I'm dying for like I'm dying for a donut or whatever that's mm. all well and good for guys that are um like in shows when they do the morning and they do the routine and then they were like fuck I'm going to carb up now but that's that's because that's what they have to do to get in that peak condition. But they're not, you know, they're doing that because that's their job, their bodybuilders or their physique models. They're not doing that to go and get blocked in a fucking beach club. You know, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. And like when you you also have to think about body composition as well. Like yeah. when people are losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. Um and you're looking at someone that might be 65 kilos, like I'm 65 kilos, but there could be someone else that's 65 kilos that's overweight or someone that's 65 kilos that looks unbelievably um, healthy and lean. Like yeah. this, it depends on your body composition. So when people are losing weight and not pay, paying attention to their muscle mass, like how much protein they're eating, they're losing muscle, they just look flat, they're not healthy, like that's going to start affecting things to do with your bone density, your hormones. Like when you're not, again, like looking at all the other health factors and health markers rather than just, you know, losing weight to look skinny or lean. So when people are trying to, when people put in a, a fat loss goal on my fitness pal, what happens is they'll go onto the app, they'll say, they'll put in their current weight, they'll put in their desired weight which is usually about 10 kilos lighter and then what they'll do is put in the time frame that they want to achieve that in and usually they'll put in four weeks or six weeks and in order to lose 10 kilos in four or six weeks what what my fitness panel pal will come up with is an unbelievably unsustainable calorie deficit and then People on people wonder then why they end up with problems because they're going to an app and enter, entering an unrealistic um, fat loss goal in an unrealistic time frame, and then they start aggressive dieting, eating 800 calories a day, and obviously after a couple of days, then they've headaches. They you know they end up binging again. It goes back to the whole thing, and like even people that do end up doing aggressive dieting. Um, and you're eating like you might eat and be might not be eating enough fat, and then you've issues with hormones or sex drive or like all these other things. 
Yeah, it's. I think that's. As you said, it's, it, and it's so easy to get sucked into it, and it's, and it's so easy to like, like my fitness pal is a kind of cookie cutter. Like everybody's different. That's where. Yeah. That's where I, I know I was. I gravitated towards your content on Instagram because you went. You were telling people, and you're reassuring people that you know it's okay. I know it's, it's okay that you know, your weight fluctuates. It's okay that this happens. Everybody's you know everyday life gets gets in the way of of most things. Um, yeah, and as well, I think like when when well, girls in particular, they think of calorie deficit, and they they think that calorie deficit is only twelve hundred calories. Yeah, like they don't know that a calorie deficit deficit could be. 2000 for you yeah. like depends on your activity levels your lifestyle so if you if, if people are listening now like I want to just ask them right how long have you been trying to lose weight how long have you been trying to you know fix your relationship with food or get healthy or whatever your goals are and all those months that you've been trying or years or whatever it is like more than likely you're doing the same thing over and over again you try and you fail and you try and you fail because it's not you know realistic like if you actually just spend like spend this time during lockdown actually learning and then you'll understand and you'll know that oh I can do a calorie deficit but it doesn't have to be 1200 calories I can have chocolate every day I can go drinking I can incorporate that um, you know that alcohol at the weekends and I'll still end up losing weight and it, it doesn't matter if I go a little bit over like I've actually been trying to tell people to lower their expectations of fat loss during the lockdown because we don't have that much satisfaction every day being locked inside working from home not having access to the gym our friends travel all these things so I'm like you know the best part of my day is making nice meals so if I want to have nice meals, I am going to have to, like, I don't track my calories at all anymore, and I haven't done in over a year. But, like, you know, if the only part, good part of your week is having a big Mexican at the weekend or, you know, coming up with fun ideas for food, then it's likely that you're not going to be able to do that in a calorie deficit. So think about maintenance during this phase like you know if you can get your head around the calories like and just maintain what you have now and enjoy your food then you can go back into a calorie deficit after the lockdown obviously people have different goals but if you're struggling with the calorie deficit in the lockdown then that's going to end up in disaster because you're trying to do a diet and you're sitting at home you're bored you're looking at food you can't keep up with it like a calorie deficit is quite easy if you're busy and at work and able to go to the gym going for a run not when you're stuck at home and you know eating food because you're bored so I've been trying to tell people look there's no harm in going to maintenance like you know you can still wrap your head around maintenance calories you could still you know readjust your your calories during the week and then have a little bit more at the weekend obviously if you want to do a calorie deficit and you're able to do it and you're still enjoying your food then that's great but otherwise you should stop stressing and just try and enjoy your food while managing your your weight at the same time like and just being healthy rather than focusing on weight loss during the lockdown focus on health and just getting your steps in and making nice recipes improving the nutritional 
quality of your food because yeah. most people are cooking where they whereas before maybe they weren't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um that's one of the things that I found in lockdown was you know, you're you're ten foot away from the fridge at most times of the day, especially living in Belfast. It's you're and it can be easy when you throw on Netflix or you you you're watching something and you're just like oh, I'll take a I'll take a wee thing here out of the fridge I'll take a biscuit a cup of tea oh, I need a wee biscuit with my coffee and then you're going fuck's sake like I've, I'm halfway through a bang of biscuits and you're like Jesus I need to start and then as we we talked about in another podcast like people are afraid of putting on weight in lockdown and people have put on weight but I don't see that always as a bad thing I think it's you know. If you stressed about, you could overstress and you could stress eat, um, or you can get yourself in a deficit and you can you can lose a bit of weight. But you know what happens then when you get yourself in a lockdown routine where you're losing weight and then all of a sudden you're back to work. Yeah. What, what happens to that routine? Then you start stressing again. You're like, "Fuck's sake!" You know, I like my eleven a.m. breakfast and I like my yeah. fucking. 3 p.m. lunch and then I have my dinner in the evening it's later in the evening because I go out for a walk and I, and I fuck around a bit and you know it's just uh, I think yeah. people people put pressure on themselves a wee bit too much and I think that was it was a nice way to, to close it off there and I think uh, I think a lot of people can get a lot of education from your content and it's not force fed you know you're speaking like you're speaking to me now is the way you you're you're talking on on your Instagram feed and I think a lot of people you know you're not I think some people put unrealistic goals and say to people you have to do this you have to like in 14 days I can guarantee you'll drop two pounds or five pounds or something ridiculous like that you're more saying no bullshit no if you if you're clicking on a link like that you're there's a problem already no you're not yeah exactly and like this brings it back to the whole thing like when when this is like one of the reasons that I built the course because this is the perfect time to identify the stuff that isn't working for you. So if you are sitting at home, working from home, looking at the fridge and you're eating because you're bored, then that's an opportunity to learn about hunger and appetite. Like, why are you eating if you're bored? If it's not a physical hunger, then why are you eating? Like, you know, you need to come up with the answers for that or like the emotional eating you know, why are you using food to fill a hole that can't be filled with food? So, like, it's all about using the time to figure out all these habits that either are or are not working for you and how to, you know, use the time, which is shit for everyone at the moment, but actually come out at the end of the lockdown being like, well, yeah, it was a shit time, but actually that's when I figured out that um, I'm a binge eater or that I don't deal with my emotions or that um, everything I do is for my appearance and it's nothing to do with actually my happiness yeah I think you hit the nail on the head there Bega where can people find you after listening to this podcast um, I'm everywhere really um, Instagram my Instagram is Becca Gillen uh, B-E-C-C-A-G-I-L-L-E-N I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn. I've got my website, which is beckagillen.com. Um, mostly Instagram, I guess, is where people can find me for now um, to watch stories and stuff like that, I guess. But, yeah, I kind of am everywhere, I suppose. Yeah. 
because I've uh, I was on your website earlier. It's actually a pretty good website. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, check out Becca's stuff. It is it's it's one of the ones that I would I I actually really enjoy. Um, and yeah, and she's got loads of links in her in her bio there if you just want to get involved in some of the stuff she's doing. And I I would I would say it would be cool to get involved in the mindset stuff. So yeah, thanks for coming on back, and that was a great chat. No problem. Thank you.